102.3 WBAB, Long Island's only classic rock. Roger and JP, 743. All right, coming up next, tight end for the New York Giants, Mark Bavaro. If, as a Giant fan, you like dream of those days. This is a moment. <laughs> That's very a, possible. This is, a, this is a thing. I'm actually a little nervous, and, uh, and I don't really get affected by interviews and stuff, <laughs> but this one, this one turns me back into a 12-year-old. Well, we will talk to him next on 102.3 WBAB, Long Island's only classic rock, Roger and JP. Classic rock, Roger and JP. It's 747, cloudy and 42 today, and it's time now to talk to Mark Bavaro from the New York Football Giants. He'll be with us at the John Thiessen Christmas Holiday Gala tomorrow night at Mulcahy's in Wontaw. We look forward to meeting him and hanging out with him, but we uh, have him on the phone now. Mark Bavaro, this is awesome. And I'm going to get all fangirl because you're my hero. <laughs> <laughs> and here we I go. I'm actually, as we speak, watching you carry the San Francisco 49ers about 15, 20 it's yards. the greatest thing ever. All right, great. <laughs> I was a Jets fan, but even watching you with the Giants, like that's the thing I remember is you dragging people, whether it was a bunch of 49ers or a couple guys here or there. Is that like, did you just take pride in being able to do that and just to dominate that situation? Like, was that, is that a thing you take the most pride in, or is there something else? Uh, no, I mean, I would say I was pretty proud of that. I, mean, I, I, I did take pride in running with the ball after the catch. Um, didn't always work out that way. A lot of times <laughs> I went down when someone touched my foot. But if I was able to maintain my balance and keep going, I would do it. Can you play this week? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you sure? I bet you can. Have you looked at them? I'm pretty sure. I was there last Sunday, and that's rain and snow and everything. I'm just like, oh, my God. And then I found out we might be interviewing Mark Bavaro. I said, what should I? I was with my, Tommy, my friend Tommy. We were at the game. And I go, what should I ask Mark Bavaro? He goes, ask him if he could play next week. So I'm yeah, asking if he could yeah, play they, next week. They need help. It's kind of sad watching. but Do you watch? Go through it. Uh, I watch when I can. I'm up in the Boston area, so I don't always get to see the Giants. But when I when they're on, I, I tune in, and you know, it's just it's been kind of hard watching them this year. I mean, because of all the winning, the Giants. I mean, you were the Giants. You were with Cleveland and the Eagles. Your heart bleeds blue, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yep. I'm a I'm a Giant through and through. And like I said, it's uh, kind of painful to watch, but they'll they'll get things back on track. I, mean, I think this quarterback's pretty good. I'm hoping that they fill in the gaps, some you know, around the team. I'm not exactly sure where all the needs are, mm-hmm. but uh, they'll get it figured out. But well, you know, sadly, I, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. I think the fact that Eli spent the last three or four years running for his life, <laughs> and now you yeah. got this guy back there running for his life, I'm pretty sure they can use a, a, a help, a little help on the O line. Well, well, I think it just goes to show you it really wasn't the quarterback was the problem. Right. It was, it was a lot of other things besides that. When you, when, you, when you have your background and you have your two Super Bowls and you watch someone like Eli who brought two more Super Bowls, helped bring two more Super Bowls to New York, in Big Blue, do you see the way he was treated and get angry or is it just part of the game? It is just part of the game. It really is. I mean, it happens to everybody sooner or later, but... I mean, I always—I never understood the criticism of Eli. I understood—I I understood, you know, his—you know—they didn't like his facial expressions. They didn't like his seemingly lack of enthusiasm. Uh, but that was just his personality. I, you know, I've—I always said this, um, and I'm up in New England, right? So I—I I, I see Tom Brady all the time. I always said I would rather have Eli as my quarterback in in a clutch game, mm. uh, even over Tom Brady. That's how good I think wow. I thought Eli was. It's just, it's just he never, they never had that many clutch games for him to perform in. Uh, when he wouldn't perform in like some mundane game against the Arizona Cardinals, you know, people would get 
get all down on him, but you know you don't you don't really want him to you you want him to excel in those big games, and that's exactly what he did. You know, that's the that's the team's fault. That's the the management's fault for not putting him in a position to be on the on the big stage during a big game. You know, you were on the same teams with with LT and that big larger than life presence, but New York loved you, man. And, you know, when you're a superstar in New York City, a lot of the times you have a big mouth, right? <laughs> I mean, you you got to be boisterous. Right. Yeah, name it, throwing on fur coats. And, you know, I tell, like, the kids that are coming up in this business, there's a lot of them that jump up and down, they're screaming for attention, they're the loudest ones in the room. But you know they have talent. You just want to say, just shut up and let your talent do the talking. Well, that's Mark Bavaro. I'm a 47-year-old man. I've had a number 89 wow. blue Giants jersey since I'm 12. <laughs> you know? hey, now, don't embarrass Mark this I'm way. I'm not trying to. I'm just saying, like, it's hard to take over New York when you're not that big, loud, boisterous personality that the media flocks to. He just yeah. did it by dragging the 49ers 20 yards. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying because I, I see some of these kids too, a real talented kid, and just wish they would, like you said, keep keep their mouth shut and just do their job. And they, mm -hmm. I think they would get much more accolades and, and, and much more success. But I think it's a sign of the times, you know, with the yep. social media. Everyone wants to be famous and be a, a superstar. But also, too, you know, my personality played a lot into that, too, because looking back, I can see that I was I was pretty good. But at the time, I never really thought I was dominant. You know what I mean? I, mm. always, I, I, I never felt confident enough that I would boast about it because I would just feel that, you know, you'd get your comeuppance uh, as soon as you opened your Absolutely mouth. Absolutely right. I don't want that to happen. So, you know, seems like these kids today don't care about that. See, know? that's just a solid upbringing right there. I couldn't agree with you more. That's exactly how it works, right? You get embarrassed as soon as you... He's like, I knew I shouldn't have said something. You know, when Jeremy... Yeah, I knew it. My mouth shut. Yep, when, exactly. When, when Jeremy Shockey was doing it, everybody was like, this is the tight end we were looking for. I'm like, we saw this movie before, only mm -hmm. he's got two rings. His name is Mark Bavaro. Yeah, I felt bad. You know, he really... He, he could have... Uh, been served a lot better if he had a coach like Parcells. If, if Parcells was there, Chucky would have been mm. by far the, the best ever. But um, mm. there was no one there to, you know, mentor him and, and keep him under control. And, you know, I, I, that's, I think Fossil was the coach at that point. And, yeah. You know, he just Not the right coach it. for him. He really did him a disservice. Did you enjoy playing for Parcells? Because you, 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 you talk to players, like that, that conversation can go either way. Yeah, exactly. And I've had, believe me, I've had days where, you know, I, I didn't like it. But, you know, overall, the bottom line for a football player is they want to have success. You know, they want to win. The, re the real good players want to win. Right. So they, they don't care what conditions they, they're playing under as long as they're winning. That was us and the Giants in the 80s. You know, it wasn't fun to be on the Giants. It wasn't enjoyable. Uh, mm. But we won, and that made it all worth it. And I wouldn't trade, I wouldn't trade that, those, you know, bad conditions for for anything. So Mark and uh, Leonard Marshall are going to be at the uh, John Thiessen Children's Foundation Gala, and of course you got to see Leonard. Do you see him all the time, or do you see players all the time from, from the old days? Is there one player that's like close to you still? Uh, I, see, uh, I see a bunch of the guys, you know, every once in a while. I see, I've seen Leonard a few times in the last year or two. Um, I work with uh, Phil McConkie, uh, so I still I still see him a lot, and I see Billiard. I was working with him for a little while there in the past. Um, the old uh, gu our guard from mm -hmm. the, the '86 championship team, and I see all, all the guys who were in the area. You know, Bart, Bart Oates, Jim Bird, you know, Kyle Banks. Uh, How cool I just is saw that? Taylor a couple times. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great to see see them all. And we all really have a, a real special bond. Mm. Uh, you know, winning Super Bowls really 
keeps you close, you know, even though we haven't seen each other for years. It's like old friends whenever we're together. All right, Mark, hang on. More with Mark Bavaro from the New York Giants uh, coming up next. Come uh, hang with him and all of us tomorrow night at the John Thiessen Christmas Gala at Mulcahy's and Wants. All the details, WBAB.com. I don't think I've ever been less professional in my life. That's <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Huh. Uh, we'll talk more with uh, Mark Bavaro next. Find out who's like maybe some of the greatest players where he played with. He, I, you think about the time period. When he, he starts naming names, like, wow, that was a great time for football. No, it really him. was. I love him. <laughs> right now, 7.55. Here's that. Your BAB Browns, Jeep Headquarters in Patchogue, Long Island traffic westbound on the southern state into Route 110 at exit 32. Earlier crash there has been cleared. Still lots of traffic both ways. <laughs> 102.3 WBAB, Long Island's only classic rock. Roger and JP, it's 803, cloudy and 42 degrees today. All right, Mark Bavaro from the New York Giants spending some time with us this morning. Uh, we'll spend some time with him as well or tomorrow night on the stage at the John Thiessen Children's Foundation Holiday Gala. Well, okay, he's in Wontaw. Details at WBAB.com. Going back to MetLife, Mark, after all these years, does it feel good to be remembered, I guess? Well, the older fans do, right? I mean, the, <laughs> a lot of the younger fans don't remember. Yeah, no, but it's they... Funny, but you're the guy that the older fans tell their kids about. This tight end's nothing. You had to see number 89. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I sound like a little fangirl, and I get it, but it's the truth. Well, the funny thing about when I do go back once in a while, I still see there's a lot of Bavaro jerseys yeah. mm-hmm. around. So, like, when I'm walking to wherever I'm going, I, I pass a lot of guys that have 89 Bavaro jerseys on. And, you know, they don't even look at you twice. And so right. once in a while, I'll stop one guy and I'll say, hey, nice jersey. And they'll give me a look like, you know, screw. Yeah. So they, they, have no, they have no idea. So, uh, that's yeah. great. It's nice to, yeah, it's nice to see the jerseys. It's nice to, to hear the, the cheers when, when you're announced. But, um, you know, most people wouldn't know me if they, they walk right by me. But that's the best part. <laughs> that's great. That's the best part. It, it actually is. Yeah, you're right. It actually is a good... Mm. When you could be famous and still walk into Giant Stadium and That's people crazy. just let you be and they don't they don't put two and two together, there's nothing better than that. LT can't do that. He's getting mobbed. What when you when you're a player like yourself and a person like yourself with a personality that's just kind of mellow, and you're playing with the circus that is LT, is it a turnoff? Like, is it somebody that you just don't want anything to be around, or you do you feel like you're in the presence of greatness? Like, what was that? Like well, the the beauty of, of of Lawrence, right? Was he 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 had a crazy life. I mean, I've heard the stories, you know, I've read them, I've heard other people tell them, but personally, I've never experienced any of that stuff uh, with him. Mm-hmm. I didn't go out with him. You know, I never hung out with him outside the locker room. But if I didn't know, if if someone didn't tell me about the wild side of Lawrence Taylor. And all I had to judge Lawrence Taylor on was my time with him on the field or in the locker room. I would have said he was the consummate professional. And I've always mm. said it. He was, he was the consummate professional, consummate teammate. He couldn't have been nicer to his teammates. He never thought of, he never walked around like he was a prima donna in the locker room. Never, ever. He did his work from what I saw. I mean, Belichick and some of the defensive guys were with him throughout the day more than I was. But mm-hmm. when I saw him, I never, he was never off in a corner laying down taking a nap he was never not he might have had his shoes untied and his uh chin strap unbuckled but that didn't mean anything he'd still kick your ass he'd kick your ass without pads so i mean i never i never read too much into that he all if i needed a look when i was on offense and i needed a look from 
from him. He gave it to me. He never slacked off. And come game time, there was nobody more ready to play football than Lawrence Taylor. I don't care what he was doing the night before or even maybe a few hours before the game. Mm. Wow. That, that guy was the best football player I've ever seen. I've, I, I said it then. To this I day? continue to say it now. Yeah. Any opposing player ever scare you? Like that dude might be a little off his rocker? There was only one guy. I always said there was only one guy I ever worried about. And it was Andre Tippett for the for the Patriots. Okay. He was a stud. He was very Lawrence Taylor like. Uh and in my 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 um in my opinion, the best linebackers, the best football players I ever saw or ever played against were Lawrence Taylor, Kyle Banks and Andre Tippett. Wow. And and not and not necessarily not necessarily in that order mm-hmm. because they each had their different strengths that I you know, some were better at some things than the other guys. But those top three, the complete package, they were the they were the best ever. So I only had to play against Andre Tippett, I think maybe twice in my career. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But anybody else that I ever played against from any other team, I mean it was like it was like taking a day off. I mean, Sundays were <laughs> kind of easy for me compared to the you know the, the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday practices against Kyle Banks and Lawrence Taylor. You know, oh, the the this thing that we're doing uh, for John Thiessen at Mulcahy's on tomorrow. Otis Anderson's been doing it with us the last few years. Do you know he's an actual auctioneer guy? Yeah, I've seen him in action. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody has now. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. Try yeah, to get the mic- Try it. to get the microphone out of his hands. It's like <laughs> taking a dog bone out of a dog's mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, he loves it, and he's a he's a great sportsman for for anybody. And what do you do now, Mark? Are you involved with football at all in any way? Uh, no, I'm not involved. Like I said, I work with uh, Phil McConkey. He's got a uh, disabled veteran broker dealer. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of do financial stuff together. He, to, you know, the broker dealer tries to hire. They do hire disabled veterans and teach them the ways of Wall Street and, and mentor them and all that stuff. And so yeah. uh, we work together, and I see him a lot. Uh, and as far as football, I just kind of watch it here and there. I, I don't really get into it that much and how's the body and the mind holding up uh my body uh, i was not doing great but i just had my uh, knee replacement and a shoulder replacement Whoa. this past year so yeah so this past year was kind of rough but i'm coming out of all the, both of those operations and i'm feeling great right no I more like pain. I have a new, yeah i feel like i have a new, new lease on life so uh good things are looking up for me if you didn't win the super bowls would you do professional football all over again yeah, I, I would. I, I've heard I've heard guys say they wouldn't do it, but I mean, I I would have I would have done it in a hoppy um, for the simple reason I don't have to do anything else. <laughs> so it wasn't like I you know I was missing out on some other career. I, mean, I would have been pumping gas somewhere for the last year. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you got to figure something out. I'm, yeah, I'm very happy with my career. It's yeah, football. I don't know what I would be without football. It's, mm-hmm. My kids played it. I encouraged them to play it. They loved it. You know, they played in college and they're done. And, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't shy away from letting anybody play football. I'm currently arguing with my wife about it because my son wants to play, and my wife is. Let's just say it's an ongoing discussion. 
<laughs> yeah, well, that's the trend. I mean, that's that's yep. what's happening. It's it's really kind of scary because you wonder what the future of the sport's going to be if, if kids aren't playing it anymore. Well, Mark, we will see you at the uh, John Thiessen Children's Foundation Holiday Gala. We look forward to being on stage with you. That'll be a lot of fun. And, uh, and thanks a lot, really, for taking the time to talk to us in our audience. You won't be able to miss me. I'll be the screaming girl on stage with you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll see you then, all right? Take care, Mark. Thank you. Mark Bavaro. <laughs> That's me. JP running across the stage of Mulcahy's tomorrow night. <laughs> or Mark Bavaro, mm -hmm. as he says. It's funny to see, to hear a classic New York Giant speak with a Boston accent. It's not what you picture. It's like listening to Susan Woolman call a Yankee game. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 810. Goodness gracious! Roger Clemens is in George Steinbrenner's box. There's Mark Bavaro. <laughs> Cloudy. Uh, Scott! Cardboard box. <laughs> Cloudy and 42 today. Top 10 list coming up in a few. <laughs> Ted Linder has a roads. Your BAB Browns Jeep headquarters in Patchogue. Long Island traffic will start here, letting you know that, uh, of course, it is a gridlock alert day in New York City. 